welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media studio in Morgantown, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Each week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for being with us. We appreciate that. And for all of you guys listening on the podcast, we're glad you're tuning in on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. When we first started this project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was to encourage our listeners with inspirational business stories from right here in the Mountain State. I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people never hear about. My team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this podcast show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great opportunities. They're right here in our state. We just want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done too. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. This week, we're going to visit with Donald Hitchcock and Paul Yandura. They're the owners of Lost River Trading Post in Wardensville, West Virginia. And of course, that's in Hardy County. Donald and Paul, thanks for being on the show today. Glad to be here. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I, I'm just excited to have you on the show. This is the first episode of 2021, and I just want to uh, just say, hey, it's great to have you guys. So a little bit about Lost River Trading Post. They were founded in 2013 by Paul Yandora and Donald Hitchcock, as I mentioned, located in an historic old feed store near where the long gone Winchester and Western Wardensville Railroad Station and the Lost River Railroad tracks converged. They feature more than 300 local artisans, crafters and woodworkers and consigners that allow them to fill every corner of their 5,000 square foot showroom with the stuff that you want. It is awesome. I invited Donald and Paul on the show today to talk about Lost River Trading Post, to share their story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the organization they lead in West Virginia and their entrepreneurial journey. Donald and Paul, take a minute to fill in some gaps from that very brief intro that I gave, and just give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Sure. Um, I think the best way to explain the company that we started now, what is it, uh, eight years ago, we're on our eighth (laughs) year, uh, we like to call it a modern mountain general store. And we uh, have so many things to do there because it was an old feed store that was in town. And, uh, but what we mostly focus on is, um, or not mostly, we have all American made and locally made arts and crafts. So anything we sell is either locally made or American made. Um, to get in the door, you have to be one of the two. We, we really do um, lean much more towards local artists. And as you said, we've um, worked with over 300 local artists um, from West Virginia. And then since we're right close to the border, you know, kind of close to local here. But we do, number one, West Virginia artists is where we focus. And then we, it's American made from there. We also have a from scratch bakery uh, on site along with a craft beer, wine, and the espresso bar inside. And uh, last year, oh, maybe it was two years ago, we opened um, 
an outdoor seating area deck, which has been, you know, coming very handy hmm. with COVID and it's yeah. been really nice because um, we can seat a lot of people outside as well. Um, or if someone's tired of, you know, shopping or looking around, um, they can eat, drink. Um, we also turned one of the feed rooms uh, into a gallery. So we have shows. Um, so there's lots to do. You can find something for everyone, really. That's so cool. Well, guys, how did how in the heck did you get started in this business anyway? Well, Paul and I became real estate agents back in 2013 looking for a way to live in West Virginia because we had a mountain house out here um, for about five years. And we started turning two-day weekends to three-day weekends to four-day weekends. And we would spend more time here in West Virginia, where we're supposed to be our vacation location <laughs> um, versus our home in D.C. So one of our first commercial listings was this building, um, and it was an antique store before we took it over. Um, and I think it had gone through a few iterations of antique uh, stores. And I kind of think what we did was reinvent the antique store. Um, one, we added a cappuccino machine, which really uh, – made it feel a little more um, inviting and that you could stay for a while. But we also um, got rid of all the made in China kind of fake antique gift items and replaced them with all American products. And I think we had the coolest selection of West Virginia um, kind of memorabilia and um, things that highlight the beauty of the state, uh, whether it's uh, the Mongolia forest or, um, the national parks we have here. So um, we've definitely grown. It's kind of a story of growth of starting small and then continually building the business by adding, like Paul said, the the gallery space, the deck. Um, We also do pop-up dinners, um, pop-up events where we have people like local herbalists give lectures, or we might have book readings from local authors. So we've kind of created a community space as well, as well as an ad hoc kind of visitor center um, where people can stop in. And not only are they stopping in, to see more about West Virginia, they're coming from DC, Virginia, or Maryland, mostly or Pennsylvania or even New Jersey. Mm. But, um, as realtors, we're also selling them properties in the neighborhoods that we love so much. We love lost river. We have a home there. We love Wardenville. So that's kind of how it's grown. Um, that's incredible. So so let me ask you, Donald, Paul, are you guys from West Virginia or or did you get here as fast as you could? (laughs) Yeah, neither of us are from West Virginia. Donald um, moved from Florida, has lived in other places, was born um, in North Carolina, uh, and then lived in Florida. Um, and then I was born in Detroit, lived in many places, New York, L.A., D.C. Wow. Um, we met in uh, D.C. Um, 20-some years ago. Um, we've been together ever since. And so we, like I said, we were coming out here on the weekends, to a mountain house and oh, just loved it and so cool. really wanted a change of pace well, it's, from it's where we had it. That's fascinating because, you know, one of the purposes of, of Positively West Virginia is to encourage people to, to not, especially young people, don't leave West Virginia, stay here and build a company here, right? And here is, you guys yeah. are living in D.C. and then you you come to West Virginia and start your business. And I, I love that. I think that is so cool. And I love the, the fact that, you know, you had this listing and you're like, hey, this used to be an antique store. Let's Let's do something here, you know, because you love it. And I, th- I think that's super cool. Let me ask. Well, if, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say it wasn't. Um, it was a decision that we kind of did on the spur of the moment. I mean, we didn't have a business plan, and you know, Paul's parents lost. Well, what's your business plan? And we're like, we don't really have one, but we're That's risk awesome. takers in life, I think, in general. That's and great. it was the lady who is from West Virginia who who asked us. She's like, we were sitting down in the antique store talking about a way to sell the property, and then she's like, why don't you guys buy it? And then we were like, well, that's crazy. We're real estate agents. <laughs> we're supposed to sell things. Um, and it was right around the holidays. So Paul and I left West Virginia and we took a trip to, to see Paul's family. And so we were in the car for 12 hours, you know, driving one direction. And uh, and that's when we really kind of said, well, this would be a neat kind of way to shake up our lives, make an anchor in the community uh, and really kind of give us a challenge. And so we took it on. That's so cool. So guys, I'm curious, and this is a question I ask every guest on the show. I love, I love your story so far. What is your 32nd pitch for Lost River Trading Post? In other words, what is it you tell people you do in 30 seconds? I would say that we're, it goes back to this modern mountain general store that has all American made and locally um, made crafts and arts, but also it's a place where people can gather. So, you know, we have the espresso bar as well. And that's really what had come out of uh, what made us successful because we opened the place not knowing, but so many people started flocking there. It really did become a community community hub. So it's even more than just the Modern Mountain General Store, but it became a community hub for people to get together, um, hang out, meet other people. And then I think the other piece that goes back to um, what you were talking about, kind of taking a chance out here and having young people move out here. Mm. Um, There were two things. Well, there were a couple of things that I think that we've been able to help with. You know, anyone that wants to start a business um, wants to see positive growth or success. Right. No one moves and starts a new business or moves out of somewhere else because they hear how. Um, downtrodden or crappy a place is, right? They want to see some of this. And so we've been able to show that to people. They also want people, uh, they want to know there's like a table that's been set with adults that are sitting there that will help. And I think we've been able to do some of that. But I think also what's come out of this, which has been the most interesting, um, is that we have acted almost as an incubator for other small entrepreneurs. So Mm. people who are making things or local artists who... Mm don't know how to price or people who are making something and didn't know how to package or people who are making something amazing but didn't have a connection to a market. We've become this hub for them because we've got so much space and we can showcase so many people that that's what's really happened. Lots of people bring us stuff and, you know, you can make something in five minutes and bring it to us and we'll say, you know what? Anyone can make that. We're not going to put that in. There's valuable space here. We need to, you know, this is a store, but then someone else brings us something amazing, but it's maybe packaged wrong or priced wrong and we can help them with that. So it's become even more than just a store. And I think it's where it's become even more interesting for us because we created something that brought people together that then now is giving other people a chance to kind of put products out there and bringing other people to town and wanting to work here and move here because they're seeing success and they're seeing kind of this positive growth, growth and positivity for sure. I mean, that, that is, we awesome. need to show more of that. Yeah, I agree. I, I love that vibe that you're set, you know, putting out there. And I think that, you know, with regard to, um, you know, you've heard it said the old, the old adage, success breeds success, right? And so you're bringing this 
opportunity to the to the community. And I think I, the last time I looked, Wardensville has less than 300 people or something, right? So you guys are yeah. doing something that's really amazing, uh, something fun, eclectic, creative, but it's but it's an inspiration hub there in your community too. And I just think that's really super cool. What's what's one thing you guys would say that you're most excited about for Lost River Trading Post right now? I I would say this is Paul. I would say that um, the most exciting thing I think that's happening now is that we have we didn't just stay within our four walls, which you know businesses can do, but I don't think you're as successful. So you know we created a Main Street initiative here. We've gotten people together. We've been courting other um, businesses. Um, so we're seeing this year, um, you know. Last year, a bookstore opened on Main Street. And as you said, there's 275, maybe 76, seven, depending on what day. Right? <laughs> We're coming and going. Uh, but we have under 300 people here. So we now have a bookstore. Um, our Main Street initiative has been attracting other businesses. And um, I think what's super exciting is that we took a risk about four or five years ago working with a foundation that we had been working with previously and started a nonprofit social enterprise in town to to start bringing in local youth and training them, getting them ready for jobs. So one, they could leave if they want or stay, but if they want to stay, they have a great place to work mm. and we'd have great employees. So it's really branched out from becoming, Oh, it'll be real estate. It'll be a great store. And let me tell you something, if it's a standalone store, it is doing amazing. But when it became the community hub where all these people are stopping in, it's really become the first stop into West Virginia from Virginia on both major um, routes that come in to hit quarter eight. So we are the first, and so many people come in and just say, I, I've never been to West Virginia. I, you know, I had stereotypes and we're like, Oh, let us guess, you know, but they see a new and vibrant and positive and inclusive uh, West Virginia, and it makes a big difference. And that's, what's going to help even other small towns. I mean, we are lucky that we have a mark of people going through here that are going to second homes, but mm. that's been happening since the eighties. Right. Yeah, so no doubt. why yep. didn't someone else do this? Right. Yeah. That, that market of people have been coming through here since the eighties. And there's other places in West Virginia, people are going, we have to learn how to, you know, uh, one of the things that we didn't want to just have was our store and be the successful people that moved in from outside. So that's why we popped, we, we popped up this, the nonprofit social enterprise, the Wardensville Guard Market, yeah. because that takes all, everything sold there 100% stays here, goes back into the town, more jobs, more places for people to go, more mm. people, more jobs, more places for people to work, things like that. So it's almost like a partnership between kind of the town nonprofit and for-profit, right? Yeah. We kind of, we're working on all of those pieces That's to kind incredible. of be well-rounded. I love it. We can, cause it's such a small town, but it's definitely um, been the most exciting thing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I, Go ahead. I, I should also add that um, with COVID, we had to scale back some of the growth opportunities we had in front of us uh, at the trading post. Um, some of the ideas we had for 2020 were we were going to create um, a game night where we would transition the store because we have tables inside from, you know, we play very folksy kind of Appalachian um just folksy music in our store. Sometimes we play some of the big band era, so it creates an atmosphere. But we transition that atmosphere with lighting and with music. Uh, we were 
to an 80s night, and we had game nights on Saturday nights. And out here in rural West Virginia, there's really not a lot to do. So people started looking forward to that. So we'd like to bring that back. Uh, um, And we'd also like to expand our hours to where if that's good, we would also add other nights where people can come and, you know, enjoy a nice local West Virginia cheese plate with a nice glass of West Virginia wine and sit around underneath a weeping willow tree in our yard. So that's kind of where I think we need to go once things can open back up safely. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, super cool stuff. And I love this conversation. Guys, I want to take a just a second here to mention some of the sponsors we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guests today are Donald Hitchcock and Paul Yandura. They're the co-owners of Lost River Trading Post based in Wardensville, West Virginia. That's over on the West Virginia border uh, in Hardy County. Donald, Paul, let's jump back into it. What would you guys say, um, and we're going to kind of do this rapid fire, what would you say is the best business moment you've had since you started your company in 2013? Um, Well, my goal was to meet a certain sales goal, and we almost met it this year, even with COVID. So I think that was something that would stand out to me is that we do set goals every year, and we seem to keep meeting them. Yeah, that's awesome. What about on the flip side, what's been the worst business business moment you've had? I, I feel like sometimes we can, if we share these, uh, you know, the worst experiences, sometimes we can learn a lot from that. Take us to that story. Yeah, I think I would say that um, it was the um, reception we got when we first came to town, which we didn't understand. And I think that being honest about that, um, now understanding it and looking back and understanding that two people out of 300 or 3000 doesn't matter. Right. Don't make the town, um, opinion. Right. But when you first come into a tiny town, I think that getting people ready for that to say, look, this is going to happen. We all know it. It's going to be the same people. We all have them in our town. Smile, don't engage, don't fight back and just keep going and be successful. It's the best way to win the whole thing. Cause yeah. now we look back and we realize, you know, we weren't ready for that. And I do think that not being honest about that is one of the things that holds us back because, you know, we've gone been asked to speak and talk about it. And I'm like, why don't we talk about this up on the stage? Why do we talk about this, you know, in small groups? Because it is one of the hardest things to, to get folks outside, but it's also to help folks that live here break through and want to do what we're doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very good stuff. And I appreciate you guys sharing both of those, both of those thoughts. So you guys talked about your nonprofit or, uh, entity. You talked a little bit about, you know, the entrepreneurial mentorship, if you will, and, and just being a community hub. What's the vision that you guys have for Lost River Trading Post long term there in Hardy County? Well, I think... I think in every enterprise we do is um, I can sum it up in creating a welcoming space. And I think by creating a welcoming space, you kind of create success around that welcoming space. Um, And if that means accommodating your customer, you know, simple things like when we first moved to West Virginia, I don't know how many signs were on doors of stores that said no credit cards taking here probably because they don't want to pay the extra fee for a credit card. Well, when we opened our store, we're like, we're going to take credit cards. We're going to welcome and embrace that and not push back on the change. So Mm. um, I think 
always making sure our spaces are welcoming, um, inclusive, like Paul said, um, and diverse. I think those that's what really attracts people and makes people really feel at home, no matter who mm. they are. Mm. I like that. And it just it's it sounds like a cozy place. I've never been to your your store. I hope to get there soon. Uh, but it sounds like a cozy uh, and welcoming, inviting place, just like just like you're well, describing. Yeah, and Jim, I'll tell you this, that people walk in and they're like, wow. Like, <laughs> we, it's one of those things that we're, if I had, this is Paul, so, I, you know, I, I'm totally in agreement with what Donald's saying, but I also think that changing the perception of West Virginia um, and getting good, positive stories out there and creating opportunities that people can actually see. When young people who work rough see that, you know, they've been told you can't run a business in here, you can't, you gotta leave, you gotta do, you know, and then we show them, no, 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 you're just, try it this way, try it that way, and they see success. Um, I think that, to me, would be the bigger, you know, it is a for-profit business, but I think for us, it's always been about changing the perception um, and creating more opportunities for others to be able to do what we're doing. We help Anyone who comes in and says, I want to do this, I want to start a business, I want to, we will help. You know, again, we can't make all the decisions for them, but that to me would also be part of that well, community yeah, piece, yeah, making I, a welcoming space. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. That's an old axiom, right? And, and the thing is, yeah. what, that, what that to me says is that, look, we can all be successful together. It's not going to be me yeah. be successful and you're going to be down here. It's like, let's get this going. Let's rise the tide, you know, let's get all the boats floating in the right direction. I, and I, so I think, yeah, I commend you guys for that. We're, you know, we're, what, what's the geographic market that you serve? I know we're going to talk a little bit about your website here in a minute, but what's the geographic market that you serve? If, where, where are your customers well, coming from? There was a um, study done on the road traffic in front of our store. And just so you know, we're literally across the street from the local town cemetery. Um, so um, we're not in a kind of hubbub of businesses. We're kind of out on our own as a business. Mm -hmm. um, but we do get about six to 7,000 cars that pass through town every day on average. And the, most of those are people specifically on the weekends coming through town to go to their um, homes, either in Deep Creek Lake, Maryland, or um, Lost River, West Virginia, or Timberville um, Ski Resort. Um, so we do kind of have a market of people that are doing second homes here in West Virginia. Yeah. So we do get a lot of that business. Now, one thing that we should mention quarter H starts in Wardensville. That's the big highway that will connect eventually to 81. Um, and our goal, at least when we opened, we knew that was going to happen and we could become one of those ghost towns in five or 10 years if the traffic doesn't keep coming through this town. So our goal was to make this town special enough that when that highway is built, they're going to remember it and they're going to want to come see us and continue seeing us. Yeah, that's that's very cool. And I love the fact that you know your numbers, you know, the traffic count. Yeah, that's awesome. What's guys how do how do you um and i want to i want to talk i mentioned the website you know I, I was intrigued uh with the level of product offerings and the and the quality of stuff that you guys have on your website talk a little bit about your website and how you're attracting new customers not only to the physical store but to the website i would say that uh this is paul um, the store itself, I think is really interesting. And I think it's a good, 
um, how you attract people because all the traffic in the world doesn't mean you get them to stop, right? So right. one of the things we first did with this old feed store was we took the front and we spent every dime at that point, you know, it was all new and we didn't, you know, wasn't, we weren't even selling a thing yet, but we took every dime we could and put, made such an interesting exterior. We brought in a huge totem pole. We really landscaped it. We made it beautiful. Later on, the iconic red cow that's out there that you see on our um, uh, Calamity Jane, the cow, you know, that she came a couple of years later, which is now a landmark that every time I go to Charleston or I go to the governor's office or people go, oh, yeah, you're and they show me a picture of them in front of the red cow. <laughs> so, it's, you know, great. there was a lot of thought spent on making it a place where you couldn't just drive by. And you know what I'm talking about. You drive by a place in West Virginia and there's the windows are all covered and the, you don't know where to park, you know, and it's open and they're wondering why no one's stopping because it's not, you know, welcoming. So that was the one thing we did on the store. Then we, then we worked on the store. And, and again, when you open that door, I promise you, if someone walks in and doesn't say, wow, then, you know, we've missed the mark, but it's, I, I doubt it'll happen. Um, on the website, it was the same thing. And the website actually has evolved because of COVID. Um, as Donald was saying, we run the business, you know, as tightly as we possibly can. And um, every year we, you know, give ourselves new goals for double, you know, 10 to 20% growth every year. Now think about that over mm. eight years is almost impossible for most businesses. And we have hit it every single year. Even this year, we just got our numbers and Donald can, can correct me if I'm right. I think it was 12%. Was it over last year? Donald? 12%, yeah. growth, 12% yeah. over last year. Wow. And we were Congratulations. Close. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. So that helped. And we also changed the website to, we created at that time, we now have holiday bundles, but at that, the, but when COVID happened, we really had to create an online store. We had pickup. We took the COVID guidelines seriously. So people trusted us. They mm. trusted the food. They trusted the handling. They trusted that they mm. could, you know, take something from us. Um, and we even created COVID bundles so that people were coming in, they could get a bottle of wine, some food, some this and that. And, you know, you could kind of pick it up at the door um, and it really helped us get through it. And then when we, reopened again because we were taking the COVID guidelines seriously. Um, the store was, I wouldn't say packed like it used to be because we don't allow as many people in at a time. But again, a business like ours in the middle of nowhere to do a 12% increase over last year um, after being closed for two months and having to cut back how many people can come in, um, you know, we must have done something right. Yeah. And, and the, the quality of the offerings on the website, I mean, you don't see many West Virginia yeah. companies selling Chemex Classic 10 Cups on their website. <laughs> well, I, one I, thing. I, <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Well, we kind of, um, we do try to go lean upscale yeah, and quality wise. Great. And part of that is we stay in our lane. And if you go into any store, there's a lot of beautiful products, let's say. Yeah. But if you say I'm only buying American made products, it really narrows you and focuses you on the best. And, and it, it makes the decision-making a little easier, yes. just a little, but, and that's what we've done. Um, you know, one thing also is we invest time into picking our products. Hmm. We don't look at how much money we're going to make on that product, we yeah. say, we say, do we want to sell this product and do we like it? Right. Yes. And then the money yep. comes after the fact. Yep. Now that's not to say we don't 
reevaluate our products on an annual basis and say, are we making enough money with this product or not? Or can we renegotiate our purchasing? We do that as well, but we don't look at the bottom line dollar amount or how much it's costing us versus how much we can sell it for when we pick our products. Yeah. It's more about the quality and whether we like it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So you're you're curating stuff that not not only you think will um, sell, but it's stuff that you guys would use. You stuff products that you like and things that you absolutely. You, you, like, yeah, you know, quality. as a real estate agent, as a real estate agent, we um, we also are very fortunate when we give gifts. We have a store that we work with, <laughs> and we have the best that's real awesome. estate gifts when uh, we go to a closing because great. we know we have and we have something for everybody. You know, we have a full wall of craft beers that's all american made and the moment that craft beer gets bought by a big company we we don't carry it anymore we then look for another company to replace that beer right or so someone go in and look for beers someone can go in and look for jewelry you know we're two guys when we opened up we never had jewelry because we didn't know how to sell jewelry and mm-hmm. we're like we don't even want to sell jewelry yeah. but slowly but surely we started getting some high quality jewelry in and we have a manager who we were going to have her in this call but we didn't have three people on this call but she when you find a good manager for any small business mm. it will save your life because she impresses us every day her name's kelsey she is a graduate in hospitality from James Madison University. Mm. Her mother grew up in this town and she came back to live with her mother and she would have never thought she would find a job like the job she has now wow. in this little small town. Mm. And she's doing amazing work. And she's the the eye behind the website that you see right now. And yeah. that she's the photographer. Oh my gosh. She's the one that creates the bundles. She does a lot of stuff That's like great. that. Yeah. That's great stuff. Great stuff. Guys, you know, we talked about COVID a couple of a couple of times and just kind of passing is such an impactful uh, situation that we all, not only in West Virginia, but in, not only in America, but indeed the world. But what's one of the, aside from COVID-19, what's one of the biggest challenges you guys face is as entrepreneurs and business owners? Um, this is Paul. I want to go back just one second because there is a um, lesson, I think, for people who want to start businesses um, in rural areas on the products like you were talking about, because a lot of people talk about the products that we have that we do skew to like a, a higher end, but we have every price point. Yeah. What we don't have, what we don't have is things made in China or things that you can buy at Walmart or the Dollar General because yes. we can't compete with them. And this is one of the things when people come to like, I want to open a little store for locals and I'm going to have, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, how are you going to compete with Walmart and Dollar General? You can't. So what we said was that you can't even find a Pepsi product. You can't find if you can buy it at 7-Eleven or Dollar General in town. There's no way we can compete with that, right? Yeah, so exactly, we when you come in, you cannot find. If you can find what we have at a Dollar General or or 7-Eleven, we've failed, and that's why a different market came to us. It's like you have to know, pick and choose that market, yep. and then go for it. But if you think yep. you're going to fight and battle. 7-Eleven, Walmart, and, you know, uh, Dollar General, it's a lo- you're, you're losing right off the bat unless you have multi-millions of dollars behind you to start, mm. you know, a comp- competitor for that. Yeah, that's great. Um, great point. Thank you. But I would say then back on the um, challenges, is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, the biggest challenge you face aside from I, COVID-19. I well, we're going into a new year and our manager pulls us aside uh, just a couple of days ago. And she's like, 
um, so-and-so quit. And I'm like, oh no, what happened? You know, so she, we lost an employee and we only have seven employees currently, which mm. is great. Um, we grew that from zero. Paul and I were the people working behind the counter mm. and that seven doesn't include Paul and I don't take a, a salary or anything from the business, but, um, we're losing an employee. We have another employee that's a nursing student. She's graduating. So she's going to become uh, a nurse, full-time nurse. So we're happy for her. And then we have another employee that will be leaving us uh, for a uh, personal reason. Um, so we're now short three employees going into a new year. So I think that's going to be challenging. We do have um, the employees that work at the garden market. And that's one thing that we're really helping West Virginia at a whole is that the young people there are getting such great training and hospitality and customer service. And they're learning how to run a business. They're learning how to run a cash register. They're learning how to run a market, how to farm. So sometimes Paul and I sit around watching, you know, the local news or the news in the evening and we're trying to figure out do you think so-and-so would be good to move over to the store or should we move this person to this other enterprise? We also have a real estate office too. So mm. we have staff. Uh, one of those employees that's leaving the training post is going to come work for me at the real estate office because their life circumstances allows her to do that now. But um, so I, I would say we're really struggling finding like you said, young people that are staying around that want to work that yeah. will stay here and work. Awesome. Um, yep. That's a challenge. That's yeah. good. I appreciate you guys sharing that. What's one piece of advice? I'm going to I'm going to aim this question at Donald. What's one piece of advice you would give to a young person thinking about starting a company in a small town in West Virginia just like you guys did? What's one piece of advice you would give them? I had uh, something I always told people is when you're not making money, you should be sitting down trying to figure out how to make money because we opened a store and we weren't making money. There was nobody coming through our doors, right? Mm, so yeah. we said, well, then what do we do? Well, we're gonna sit and then then I'm gonna work on my real estate business while I'm waiting for a customer to come in and buy a cup of coffee or an antique or, or mm. you know, a candle or whatever. So mm. I that's my, it's kind of a, a weird advice, but it's when you're not making money, you should try to try to make money. And you shouldn't just consider that wasted time because exactly, that still can no. be very productive time while you're waiting for your business to grow. That's Either that yep. means get training, get more skills under your belt, mm. but don't just sit and wait for the money to come in. You great. should be continue that. to yeah. hustle while you're waiting. I think that's great advice. You know, and, and with the world the way it is today, and you guys, we talked about e-commerce and your website. I mean, there's th multiple things you can be doing in your downtime when, there, when there's not – you know, people in the physical store where you can be working on your online store to generate exactly and all those types of things. That's great advice. I love it. Uh, Paul, I want to come to you on I this. Would, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just, Paul, I know you're going to answer the question, but <laughs> I get asked this a lot and I work with so many young people out here. Yeah. I would tell you, I have a very easy piece of advice. Don't take advice from people who've not done what you want to do. <laughs> Search out people who have, because uh, that, exactly. I get it so much. Yes, my yes. friend told me you can't, my uncle, I'm like, okay, what have they done? What have they built? Yeah. Have they done? No, they, you know, like that's what's, kind of really keeping people yeah. stuck, you know? Uh, exactly. I, I call it the proximity effect. In other words, get around people that are actually doing what you want to do, right? Correct. And, Correct. Uh, and I think that's that's great advice. I, I love it myself. Um, what's one thing you guys do each day uh, that you think contributes to your success? Uh, we'll go to Paul first and then Donald. I think that I'm a very organized person. So the one thing I do every single day is create a list. I never finish it. 
And I try to teach everyone that we work with, that we manage, um, you know, in the town, we now have what, 70 some people that work at the farm. We've got seven that work at the training post. We have people that work at the sun real estate. So, you know, at any time we're managing 80 to a hundred people, you know, in all of the things that we're doing. And so, um, getting organized, keeping a list, you know, not that I finish it all, but it's more about keeping it and knowing where you are and then mm. letting the day kind of come and slap me upside the head and trying to get <laughs> as much as I can while it's doing it. Absolutely. And I would say, um, Paul's much more organized than I am, but I think we add to each other's strengths. I would, for me, it's a, a try to take a little moment of reflection mm. in what you're doing. Um, and it doesn't have to be like an hour long process. It could be five minutes of, hey, did I have fun today? Or what did I like today? What did I not like today? Mm. What would I do differently? Um, what do I want to do in the future? So I'm always kind of reflecting on what's my next project. You know, when you see what we're doing out here, you think, wow, it was so easy, but it's been a lot of work. But I also sit back and reflect and say, what's next and how will I do things differently? Or do I want to keep keep doing things the way I'm doing them now? Awesome stuff. Great. Thanks for sharing that, guys. That's, that's some great, yeah. great thoughts right there. I appreciate from both of you guys. What's one book or podcast you'd recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, I think the book I'm reading right now is called Going Horizontal, mm. which I think is fascinating. So it's uh, looking at how to run an organization as flat as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, I think it's key to success. If we're really trying to help everyone in our, everyone that we're working with become successful. It's not just about us. It's yeah. also about them becoming successful. So That's getting awesome. them in so they can see how everything works. Of course, that book is by Samantha Slade. Uh, we'll make sure that we yeah. add that to our resources section of PositivelyWV.com. Yeah. And I would add, um, I'm a big Disney fan. And what, like I talk about creating atmosphere, it's about that magic that you create when someone walks into your shop or your business. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend a, a book called Be Our Guest. And I don't know who wrote it, but it's basically the principles that Disney teaches on uh, hospitality and customer service. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe that's by uh, Theodore Kinney. K-I-N-N-I, if I have that correct. I've heard that book. And both of those, uh, or I should say neither of those books, have been recommended by guests uh, over the last several years. So thanks, guys, for sharing that with you, with our audience. And uh, as I mentioned, we'll have those. It is Theodore Kenny. Yeah. Okay, great, 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 great stuff. Guys, we've covered a lot in this interview from your start uh, in 2013 to the present, some of the challenges you face. Uh, is there anything else you think our listeners should know about Lost River Trading Post story or the story of, of you guys? Well, I think one thing I want us to be part of is the future of West Virginia. Yes. And I want to say, let's embrace that future and let's make sure it benefits West Virginia. Um, part of the story that we're proud of is if the Virgin Hyperloop comes to West Virginia, which they are supposed to, yeah. we were part of that. You know, West Virginia off the tourism and commerce believed our store was the place to stop and have a cup of coffee and have lunch with this group of um Virgin employees is that right? to try to, yeah, to get them to come to West Virginia. <laughs> and I really would like to see that happen. That is awesome. What a cool sidebar, huh? That's awesome. Yeah. 
Anything else? Yeah, this is Paul. Yeah. I think, um, again, I think for us, changing the narrative around West Virginia, the stereotype, um, but also, you know, some of that, you know, it's also how we, the battles we take on to do that, right? We can't change everyone's mind. We can't make everyone inclusive. We can't. But again, the young people that we work with, um, in, especially in our town, um, and, the, and not growing up here or knowing anyone, but um, also employing almost a quarter of the local high school at our farm, um, you know, that has made a big difference that we've been able to talk to them. And, I, you know, I, if, if you ask me what's the most rewarding thing we've done is work with the young people here. And I think that they have such a capacity to learn and they want to. They, and, and, and for us, anyone, whether you've lived here and made it, whether you've grown up here and made it, whether you've come in and made it, whatever it is that, you know, sharing that to give them that spark they need so that they'll start and, and, and not just listen to where, what we've always done or what's never worked or, you know, I think that's key for, for West Virginia to kind of turn it around and, and really stay entrepreneurial, right? I'm not looking at bringing in outside extractive industries and stuff like that. I just don't think that works anymore. Mm. And so how do we attract talent that will be entrepreneurial and how do we then also, it would be sad to me, if we just opened up and said, oh, every entrepreneur come in and, and open businesses in West Virginia, we've got to teach people here how to do it as well. Um, and that's, a, you know, it's a, it's a big task. Yeah, I love it. In closing, guys, how can our listeners learn more about Lost River Trading Post and maybe even get in contact with you guys? Well, I want to invite all of the listeners to visit our website at www.lostrivertradingpost.com. On that website, you can uh, attach to our Instagram as well as our newsletter that we send out. We also have a very active Facebook page at Lost River Trading Post. Um, You'll see what's happening. Um, One thing that Paul and I neglected to mention is we do love our customers. We have some amazing customers, whether they're West Virginians or from out of state, and they've supported us the whole way through. So, um, And they stay in touch with us through those social media platforms as well as on our Facebook, I mean, Facebook newsletter website. So check those out and hopefully you'll find some good stuff there. That's awesome. And we'll make sure we have links to all those things included in the show show notes section and on the Facebook page as well. Donald and Paul, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work. Great. Thank you, Jim. Yes, we will. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, guys. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Donald Hitchcock and Paul Yandora of Lost River Trading Post, located in Wardensville, West Virginia, in Hardy County. Our hope is that we, in some way, equipped you and inspired you with these business stories. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, your encouragement, uh, your reviews. Uh, We appreciate those guys. And thanks and keep those coming. And of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. Be sure to check out our weekly show, Small Business Masterminds, every Friday from 11 to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state each week to help small business leaders win. 
Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Learn more about our mission of achieving and advancing small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia, but test negative.